0: Hello everybody, my TC. welcome to another Monday podcast at 6pm, we are back. Um, some of you might have seen the news updates page, uh, we uh, posted an update uh, on my health, I will address it at the end of the, uh, the this video, exactly what happened, but firstly, apologies, we didn't have um, content on Thursday and Friday, uh, but we are back. Uh, I'll let you know at the end exactly what's been happening, thanks for all the support, all the kind messages, um, I'm okay, I'm okay, don't worry, uh, but the world hasn't changed much, since uh, last uh, thursday wednesday thursday so uh, i'm sure most most of you have been following the news overall unless you know you've been following the bbc or sky then you haven't been following the real news (laughs) we're back we're going to analyze one big story now the winter is coming the winter is coming the winter crisis is coming everyone's going to basically the end of the world you remember these every year news articles front pages newspapers saying our NHS is dying, the world a and the hospitals just can't cope, worst winter crisis in 10 years, 11-hour wait for a 999 ambulance, NHS breaking point, blah, blah, blah. The right-wingers come out to say, well, it's because the NHS is too big, we are throwing money at it, it's not working. The left comes out and says, our NHS needs to be protected, so we need more money for it. Then you got this new group, don't even know what to call them, the fearful group who say, well, the only way to save it is to stay at home. Just don't have appointments with doctors. Stay at home, protect the NHS. Three weeks, (laughs) longest three weeks of my life. In this video, I'm gonna give you some data, some facts, some stats, to help you with your judgment. And also, if you're in a pub, talking to someone who is just frustrating, so you could actually give them these information. Now, the truth is that since the late 80s, and 90s and onwards Blair especially accelerated as well and the others there was this decision this is thanks to the Kings fund the NHS England data themselves the number of hospital beds in England uh, have been halved over the past 30 years and you might think if you you were to listen to this uh, on some sort of channel mainstream media or newspaper instantly how would you react Oh, is it because we've been cutting the funding for the NHS? Or did they have to cut it because they didn't have money in those hospitals? No, that's a lie. We know the truth because we have it here. This was a decision made back in the late 80s by the NHS and the bureaucrats, the Department of Health, to essentially, in order to help the country and the NHS, it was a choice to slowly reduce the hospital beds. Now, this was a big, big risky move. And we also have evidence. I'm going to show you some documents about how they were talking about this. This was essentially to, they had the money then, but they were saying, well, perhaps in the future, it will be good to save, but also it will force the British public to become healthier if they know that the capacity is not as big. And the majority will be using the NHS as a safety net. So only those who can't afford it. Well, that didn't happen, did it? And it's all thanks to you know the same people who came up with these ideas. You make the NHS as a religion, as a logo and a brand so big, our NHS, that people think that even if you're middle class, even if you're like earning more than 50K, that you have to use the NHS. Um, that wasn't the idea behind the NHS. The, the, uh, the NHS was supposed to be a safety net, like the benefit system. It was supposed to be for those who can't afford it to do it. But now it's become a universal thing and of course it becomes more complicated and expensive now nhs spending this is the reality since 79 onwards has been uh, been increased every single year year on year it's been going up especially uh, especially obviously since the 97 blair went up massively same time beds went down massively so it had nothing to do with cuts in that sense money was going up real terms obviously there are a number of issues in terms of inflation and all the other costs of the government spending in terms of late and um, t- well, early 2000s onwards, changes in accounting practices, and in, even in terms of cash terms, the differences in real terms and cash bank, their cash terms, prices, both everything was going up anyway. The problem here is that no one told anybody the truth about the choice. This was a document uh, that, that there were meetings, so the World Economic the World <laughs> Health Organization, they're all the same as well. So, who had this uh, discussion and documents. Discussed by governments, especially the NHS. Second point says how to balance listening to the public and remaining firm in pursuing health objectives. And there's a case study which is about closing hospital beds. It says not only is closing hospitals unpopular, but opening hospitals is extremely popular. Well, well done for noticing that. Well done, guys. These people are so in touch with society and the real world. But well, that's all the point. So these guys knew. WHO advised these idiots that oh well, it's best to close some hospital beds. people seem healthy, people seem not to be using the NHS that often so let, we're gonna inject more money. we're gonna tax them more but we're gonna get rid of some of the beds. Now you wonder why they were not ready for March 2020 and they were freaking out then they started building these nightingale hospitals that they didn't even actually even used because capacity was protected anyway. This was a lie. Now part of this document also said, that essentially they were going to get physicians, doctors and the professionals, to use them to convince the public to say that, well, it's actually good to close the hospital beds. So, for example, physicians and other professional staff would be very keen to talk about their own job satisfaction and quality standards, thus agreeing with the policy makers. So they were so scared that they didn't want to use the politicians that we elected, the ministers and the MPs and the representatives, They actually used the doctors, the GPs, and all the professional staff uh, over the years. So it's their job to convince the public. How? So what? You you go book an appointment with your GP. You sit there. Do your tests. And the GP says, how's the weather? Oh, by the way, um, just to let you know, closing hospital beds is a good idea. It's not their job. (laughs) This manipulation did not work. The country, the government was not ready. And it is not ready, even in the future, right now, the way it's going for any big proper um scandal of a health crisis like a big pandemic we are not ready because we created this monster of a centralized machine that nobody is even allowed to discuss or criticize if you criticize it that means you want an american system because american system is apparently the worst system in the world we don't even want that we just want the best practice that we have from western europe and northern europe and singapore look at switzerland look at france look at germany look at sweden denmark norway it's not difficult. Just copy and paste. You don't have to exactly do the same thing but make it adaptable to the British system and British society. Now a final point on this is that you can see that all countries decided to reduce their hospital beds. So this is the figures hospital beds per 1000 population essentially. So this is uh, between 2000 and 2018. Now you can see Germany, from Germany, Bulgaria, Austria too iceland turkey and the united kingdom United kingdom is the uh, far right on that um graph not far right and we are at the lowest well one of the lowest in sweden as well sweden denmark and the uk in terms of uh, where we are now but in terms of the the reduction the pace you can see for example finland and latvia are have had a massive reduction and they didn't face the same Situation because their healthcare system is not completely centralized. So it's the UK that's been facing a crisis because we don't even know what they, what we're doing. So, WHO, of course, tells politicians to do this, governments, we follow it, but we don't do anything about reforming the actual system, the NHS. So, we kept making it bigger and bigger. They kept injecting more taxpayers' money and we had more people using it. And we wondered why reducing hospital beds did not help with their efficiency or quality. It's embarrassing no one's talking about this no one's really challenging politicians on the mainstream media about this topic but we're here again i just wanted to make this um a podcast today to uh, let you guys know about what's been happening feel free to obviously take screenshots of uh, what i put on the screen if you want to use that uh, in future discussions and debates in a pub or in a house party video your, uh, you know remain a teenage son or daughter who's at you know, university in london Eating avocado and going to protest with Zara Sultana. I don't know what scenario creators. There will be someone though. There will be one parent watching this right now saying, Oh, I've got that son. He's a teenager in London. Hanging out with Zara Sultana with avocado. So I've been saying avocado a lot recently. I do love avocado myself. It's just a stereotype. They all love avocado hippies. So this is um, the podcast that we have. We have this issue where uh, I mentioned this um, on this quick uh, clip. That reaction on YouTube earlier today about the NHS in Scotland. So COP26 conference is happening. We've got the climate change hippies coming. Bill Gates, Greta Thunberg, all the presidents and prime ministers, apart from China and Russia. And uh, they are going to be in Glasgow. And what did they do? Essentially, they thought it would be a good idea to cancel NHS appointments. So Nicola Sturgeon's SNP government have ordered the, the Scotland. Well Scottish health system to cancel the NHS appointments because th- that might cause traffic for these leaders when they are driving to a COP26 with their diesel cars. <laughs> are you kidding me? It's embarrassing. What's a priority? A vulnerable person who needs to see their doctor or to Thunberg being 10 minutes late to a COP26 conference. It's bad. It needs to stop. Now, we're not going to stop we got members Q&A, uh, we have obviously the full members of the channel, if you go to full membership area, you could, uh, there's a box at the top where you can submit your questions. Uh, there is a question here about what I was going to say, but uh, uh, we've stopped, uh, well, paused the Skype calls uh, that we have um, on, well, Zoom calls, sorry, Zoom calls that we have on Wednesdays, because we're going to have a surprise announcement-ish, slowly. So let's go to Alison who says... Alison says, how can we actually reform the NHS without making it political? Well, that's a good question, Alison, but it's what I said earlier. It's quite tricky because if a right-winger says, they say you're heartless, you want to privatise. If you're a left-winger saying it, well, you don't say it. Lefties don't want to reform the NHS. They simply want to reform the bureaucracy. Ooh, well done. You cut paperwork. I'm proud of you. It's difficult because the NHS is the NHS. The logo is protecting it. It's blind faith religion. It's state religion. It's difficult. What I'm about to say is very controversial, but it's the truth. The NHS could only be, or well, we can only begin to even talk about reforming it when we stop saying our NHS, when we stop uh, saying we should clap, when we stop pretending that. When they do good things, it's only the doctors and nurses, and when they do bad things, it's only the bureaucrats. Just be honest with people. The NHS are not doctors and nurses in that sense. So when we criticize the NHS, we're not criticizing every single doctor or nurses. My mother was a nurse at Grey Ormond Street until recently. So I criticize the NHS. She used to come home from work every night, tell me all these dark stories from the hospital and the doctors and you know, nurses, and the bureaucrats and managers, all the managers. It's about this is controversial. Unfortunately, you need a Labour government to be in charge and we see an actual NHS crisis, because they'll be forced to at least start talking about it. If the NHS cannot go down under the Tory government or a right-wing government, well, so-called right-wing. It just wouldn't work. Tories coming out, come out to say, let's reform the NHS, that's just, they're going to be attacked. They can't do it. That's why you're going to have you know, from Jeremy Hunt to Matt Hancock and Sajid Javi walking around with the "Oh, I love the NHS" badge, so that they could protect themselves. and hey guys, guys, we love the NHS too. It's embarrassing. So the only way t- for it to start happening is Labour government should be in charge, and then we'll force them to at least talk about it. Then, when they go, the next government, then we'll actually do proper reforms. James. I heard your Manchester tour is coming soon. Yes, James, we are. Uh, we were waiting for the party conference, but obviously happened about a month ago. Now, three weeks ago, in Manchester. We're going to do something then, but apparently a lot of difficulties with conference people. We are coming back to Manchester, so I think yes, it will be November. I will give you guys the date. I will do an eventbrite page. Obviously, you guys are members. Sign up for free. It will be a small gathering. We're not going to do a big one. We're just going to do. We're basically doing all these tiny, tiny gatherings around the country. So we did the London one uh you know like 20 30 people turn up like small gathering so hopefully manchester anyone around we're gonna actually if anyone's from manchester send me an email send it to lacy at my2c.co.uk if you know a good venue it doesn't have to be over the top just somewhere with a function room or a good big pub that will be quiet enough for us to talk about but also fun so send me details um, and we'll get in touch to organize something otherwise i'm just gonna get Lacy and someone else to <laughs> search on google to find a good manchester venue Patrick says, I saw your po- uh, post on the news update page about your health. Hope you're well. Also, what is the situation with the new, new live streams? Thank you so much, uh, Patrick. Uh, yes, uh, there is a, some of you know, obviously, I've been dealing with a lot of health issues recently and uh, some of it got better. Some of it's was new. Some of it's was getting worse. And yeah, we're dealing with some stuff. I'll keep you guys posted. I'll let you know exactly when the results of certain tests come back could be nothing could be something but thanks again but i do apologize that we were absent again for a few days uh half a week now since last thursday so um but i'm back we are going to be have to be like be making some changes in terms of how we operate as well as a team And uh, thanks to you guys because of course you know you guys uh subscribe become members to support us and also i don't really blame anybody who's kind of given up and like oh well he's not around so i'm gonna go anyway so don't blame you but uh, for those of you who've been patient stay with us um, yeah, so it's just a lot of stuff has been happening. But all these changes also encouraged us to do some stuff better. So the, as I said, that we have paused the Wednesday Zoom calls um, because we want to actually give you something better. So we are currently talking with this company that could do inbuilt live streams. Uh, so we're going to do weekly live streams with everybody. And then obviously the full members, you guys have come on ask questions live and then just kind of like the YouTube days essentially because uh, right now we're just using YouTube as a platform to do short couple of minute reactions uh, to send people to this channel so that they could actually watch the proper podcast when we talk about real issues uh, but the the live streams we're talking with the company right now I can't name them yet yeah? it's a big company uh, it's a good alternative social media platform it's, it's not a classic big tech uh, if it doesn't work then we're gonna have to go kind of more traditional again but uh so the, yeah the idea is to introduce the weekly uh, live streams very soon so that will be better it will be win-win for everybody full members will get priority to ask all the questions and then we'll get to everybody else as well uh but yeah so thanks again everybody for all the, the patience and all their support tomorrow we're gonna have I think Tuesday yeah we're gonna have Daniel McElhenney uh, with the um, philosophy corner and Wednesday we're gonna have the budget Chancellor so we're going to have a reaction to the budget we're going to do the review with peter barnes on our weekly roundup, of westminster roundup so it will be a special episode we might do a live react or straight after the actual speech and the announcements we will come back with we'll the review and give you guys all the updates thanks again for all the support i'm my Tisley and we are the media